and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to the most thought-provoking opinions from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. Today, contributing writer and linguist James Harbeck is going to help you sound better. I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, but you make annoying speech sounds. Then again, so do I. We're all guilty of it. Of course, you may not make all of these sounds, but I bet you do at least a couple of them every so often. Let's get right to it, shall we? Our first unfortunate speech trend is actually one that's been around for a while. Here's Connie Chung describing it in the segment from 1994. Have you noticed there's a new trend in the way some people talk? It's more prevalent among teenagers. It isn't valley girl talk. That's like totally awesome. Not that. It's they talk like this. Every sentence ends in an up as if it were a question. It doesn't bother me that much unless they do it a lot. And it gets really annoying. What Connie's getting at is called final rising tone, but most people call it up talk. Everyone hates it, it seems, because it turns everything into a question. But everyone does it at least now and then to indicate that something still needs to be filled in. Some people use it quite a lot as a way to draw the other person in without actually expecting a response. Sort of like a, you know... It can be a sign of insecurity or concern that the other person might tune out. Unfortunately, it tends to increase the likelihood that the other person will tune out. Best to keep it for when you're leading to a key bit of information or when the other person's direct inclusion is truly pertinent. Got it? Great. Let's move on to our next annoying speech problem. There is a pandemic that is rampant in this country, and it's the sexy baby vocal virus. <laughs> it's girls who talk like that and adopt that, it, but it's not you their fault. You mean like fault. Grown, wi- grown women grown that talk Grown women, that. and yeah. it's, they're victimized, they have fallen prey to something. <laughs> yeah. And it's two things, right? So it's pitch, right? It's, so it's talking really high, and then it's also the affectation, which is the fry and up talking. <laughs> That is actress, writer, director, Lake Bell doing a fantastic impersonation of several speech problems. But the one I'd like to focus on here is the final creaky phonation, or vocal fry. It's the latest OMG, this new thing these kids do is going to destroy language. But it's not new either, and despite Lake Bell's concerns, It's not going to destroy anything, though it can wear on the vocal cords after a while. Where uptalk seems to overplay the stakes, this closing drawl can seem to underplay. It comes across as very forced casual, perhaps also forced mature. Everyone does it from time to time, uh, often when being particularly dry or conclusive. It seems to happen quite a bit on reality TV, but if you watch videos of people complaining about vocal fry, you are likely to hear them do it themselves without noticing. They just don't overdo it. Short and subtle is the way to go, and not more than once every couple of minutes. My next speech peeve will take us out of reality TV and into the theater, where you might have heard this more than once. That is the Fortis voiceless alveopalatal fricative. 
You know the drill. Someone is murmuring or humming or something, so instead of tapping their shoulder and asking nicely if they could stop, you make a sound that is up to 100 times as disruptive. Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I'm going to hell! Congratulations to the shers out there. Your righteous indignation and desire for quiet has actually disturbed things even more. So let's just cut that one out a little, okay? And finally, it's time to address the sustained mid-central vowel and or bilabial nasal, which is, uh, one of the worst. Ooh, yeah, um... I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Exactly. It's the noise you make when you want to prevent the other person in a conversation from chiming in. The noise is similar to someone holding their hand up in front of your face while they pause. By the time they actually start forming words, you're already impatient, and what they say is only going to make you more impatient. If you're the one doing this and you can't make your brain formulate speech more concisely, you might try saying something like, also, one other thing. The other person might say, yes. But you'll be keeping them in suspense rather than just droning them to an impatient sleep. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. For more from this series or any of the week's podcasts, including 7-Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned, go to theweek.com slash audio. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Happy listening!